Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, you are listening to the podcast of this week's One Life Left. <laughs> are you? <laughs> are you? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, um, I'm not going to re-record that, Steve. Um, it's hot in the shed today. Do you know what? If they can't handle us at <laughs> our worst, then this isn't the show for them. At the start of the show as well, it only goes downhill no, no. from here. Uh, it's hot in the shed today. <laughs> Um, I've got the, the neighbours are sat at the back of the garden next door. I wonder if they they got an exclusive ear to our um, our really? our world exclusive radio. Two old men on a radio show react to <laughs> something that's happening to. on the internet at the moment. I'm not sure how well that worked, Steve. Uh, I hope it. I, I, I hope it's audible because I I thought it was really funny. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Okay, good. Well, um, yes. Yeah, so we uh, pre-recorded the show during uh, the Xbox reveal, and that's almost it for this week of reveals. There's one more to go. PC gaming show I think is airing this evening, so that news will uh, will be out there between now and the show. Just pretend that we covered it, I guess. <laughs> um, and it- yeah, it was fun though. I really enjoyed it today. Really enjoyed it. I mean, I always enjoy it, Simon. Uh, but uh, I can tell, I can tell how much I've enjoyed it uh, by in in the other room. Uh, my partner is trying to uh, get our daughter to sleep, and um, she knows sometimes when we finish the show because I've been too loud during it okay. and I've laughed too much. Hey. You know, she's like, "No, it's fine. I'm you know, glad you're having a nice time." Well, let's hope oh, we've I'm... we've kept your daughter up as well. Um, oh my god! I've literally just had a text from her saying she's still awake. So, well, there we... probably shouldn't have been talking about this. <laughs> uh, only thing I didn't mention during the show was so I briefly referenced uh, the fact that my uh, one of my dads uh, came to visit me today. Um, he mm. stayed. Uh, he saw my sister yesterday. Saw me today. Uh, for insurance purposes, we can't be in the same room. Uh, me and my sister. Um, and so uh, he stayed in a hotel um, in our town last night. Uh, he saw my sister for sort of afternoon and I met him at midday today. I said to him, I was like, OK, you know, so what did you do? He said, well, I walked to the local picture and the piano. He got accosted by some yobbos, he said, um, uh, which I think basically meant that they asked him for a light and he thinks that they were smoking some... Some funny cigarettes. Um, and then he went back to his hotel and I said, OK. I said, so what did you do? He said, well, I played Sniper Elite 5. <laughs> He's 74. And so I thought, well, look, I don't know where, because I do like those games and I shouldn't. Mm. Mystery solved. Nature or nurture, Steve? You know what? You should have had that um, that mode on in the game where people can go into each other's games he could have been in your game trying to hunt you down. And I could have been trying to shoot his ghoulies off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I thought that was a little, little uh, interesting, wasn't it? Who'd have thought? That is. That, might, that is. Yeah. It all makes sense in the end, mm. doesn't it? Uh, anything else you need to add? I don't think so. I don't think so. It's been a busy week. Um, yeah, I'll miss you next week because we're we're... Taking a week off, aren't we? We are taking but, a week uh, off. A little bit of R and R and W. Um, I had a um, I had a catch up with our with our podcast producers actually. By the way, Steve. Okay, let, how are things going? Let me tell you, this they're very happy with us. Are they? <laughs> they sounded surprised as I, they sounded as surprised as I was. <laughs> uh, they said that we're growing. Uh, week on week, okay. month on month. So uh, with that in mind, thank you so much if you're a new listener. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I think sometimes we phone it in and sometimes uh, we don't. 
uh, and the joy of the show is that you never know. <laughs> uh, and I'm just, one, one of the joys of the show, maybe the joy. And it ends with us standing on Jeff Gertzman's torso, <laughs> having won, that... having won, uh, which you'll hear about <laughs> later on. What, are you teabagging him? <laughs> well, my dad's shooting our, <laughs> shooting, our, shooting our ghoulies. There we go. Uh, right, all of that stuff to come and more uh, in the show. Thank you very much for listening. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, Steve Curran. I'm Simon Byron. How are you? I'm all right. How are you, Simon? Very excited, Steve. Um, we're recording slightly earlier than we normally do on a Sunday currently. Um, and that means that we'll have longer on air for me to uh, break news from the Microsoft Bethesda showcase <laughs> that's running at the moment. It's currently 55 minutes into a 95-minute presentation. Uh, so we've got 45 minutes of exclusives. Yeah, we did threaten last week to go over live to do it, didn't we? To just patch their feed in and do some kind of... Uh, live blogging. I assume we won't be doing that. Well, or I could just turn the volume up on my tablet. <laughs> that's listen. that's enough, isn't it? Well, look, well, look. Let's let's try this. Let's see if you can listen to it. This is. It. Kids, are you ready for a new wild and wacky fruit So you can you hear the audio? I I can hear the audio. Yeah, perfect. Right, can you describe to me what's on the screen? Then do you think? Let's see if we can guess what sort of game's being announced from the audio. I mean, it genuinely sounds like a parody of video games. It sounds like what people think video games are like. <laughs> uh, it's not that interesting. It looks like it's a uh, it's an update for uh, Ground. Is it called Grounded? That um, that game where uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids game. Is that what it's okay. called? Something like that. Oh, anyway. I heard good things about that. Maybe well, maybe we can check in in a few minutes. More good things coming, Steve. There's a big spider, so that's exciting. Um, but, you know, it's been a week, of a, a week of announcements, hasn't it? And I'm sure that you've kept abreast of all of them. Absolutely zero. I was looking forward to this news section, actually, because I was like, Simon can catch me up, because I've, I've been in Finland this week. Have you? Yeah, famously, no internet there. No no way of accessing news. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been in Finland. We were doing a Marioki gig. I'll talk about that later in the show. Great. Well, I'm, uh, I'll do my best to bring you up to date, but, you know, uh, there has been a lot of stuff. A lot of mm-hmm. stuff. Okay, good. Well, we can have a 55-minute news section then. Uh, have, have you played any games this week? I have played some games. Good. I've got some games as well to catch up on as well, so we should be fine then. We'll also have some letters. I I have seen a letter, at least, so we have something to talk about in the letters section. As I said, uh, we will chat about my visit to Finland later in the show. Good. Well, listen, we've got a lot to pack in. Uh, I only hope that we don't disappoint the listeners with our our week recap. Uh, But yeah, we should probably crack on with it. Okay, Simon, I have zero news stories. I mean, I do have Eurogamer open in front of me in case we need anything, but it sounds like we won't. Do you want to kick off? Oh, news just in, Steve. Full version of Grounded is out on September the 22nd. Okay, great. Cool. Good. (laughs) So, yes, this is the week that um, I was going to say traditionally the industry would have uh, packed its bags and headed off to uh, LA, E3 in LA. Oh, look, here's a game I signed. This is so good. I'm so happy to see this. Um, 
Yeah, this is a game. Oh, it was originally called Project Atlas. Um, it's just been announced by Microsoft. That's really exciting. It's a cross between Metal Gear Solid and Splatoon. Um, oh, it looks gorgeous. I should. <laughs> I'm so happy to see it. Uh, yeah, it was um, originally signed by someone else and then it's now being published by Raw Fury. And I'm delighted for everybody involved. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can read that in whatever way you choose to yes um so yes this is traditionally uh when the industry would be in la um and uh i i say traditionally but it's been a couple of years i don't think e3's happened for two maybe three years uh due to covid concerns um and so step forward brave soldier jeff Keeley. Um, for his summer game showcase, which he uh, he ran last year, it's called Ereban Shadow Legacy. Um, that's a different name. <laughs> uh, step forward, Jeff Jeff Keeley, who um, uh, very magnanimously uh, hosted uh, a video showcase uh, to fill the first E three gap. He's back this uh, this week with a series of events, uh, the Summer Games Fest. Um, he's been pushing uh, Microsoft uh, are doing the game showcase right now. We've had the Sony State of Play. We've had the Wholesome Direct. Um, it's been a lot of stuff, Steve. Uh, and as such, I thought I would uh, play upon the good news of VideoGamesChronicle.com and just run through what was announced only in Jeff's bit, Okay. okay stop how me. do you want? How do you want me to respond to each of these announcements? Can you stop me when you're interested? <laughs> okay okay ready go right. naughty dog has revealed the first concept art for its last of us multiplayer game sci-fi horror fort solace revealed starring troy baker and roger clark aliens dark descents announced for 2023 the last of us remake trailer leaked september ps5 release and pc version confirmed first modern warfare 2 gameplay video shows eight minute dark water level playthrough here's two minutes of dead space success of the callisto protocol bloober team's layers of fear is coming to ps5 xbox series x s and pc for Former Bioware's Bosses Nightingale reveals procedural generation system. Marvel's Midnight Sun gets an October release date. PlayStation Spider-Man actor replies his role in Marvel's Midnight Suns. A Saints Row character creator demo is available now. X-Starcraft dev reveal new RTS Stormgate. Guile revealed a new Street Fighter 6 gameplay. The first trailer for Flashback 2 has been revealed. Next okay. <laughs> Flashback 2. Tell me about Flashback 2. <laughs> Please about that, Steve, because there are only uh, two more news stories. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, we can. I, 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 you mentioned procedural generation earlier, and I was quite interested in that one as well, but I thought it was funnier to let it run. Exactly. Uh, right. Yeah, so tell me about Flashback 2 first. The first trailer for Flashback 2 has been revealed, developed by the first game's creator, Paul Suisset and Microid Studio Leon. Flashback 2 will be released later this year to celebrate the original's 30th anniversary. Three decades after the original adventures of Conrad B. Hart, Paul Suisset and Microsoft Studio Leon are eager to invite all players to enjoy this new chapter in the Flashback franchise. And Microid's statement reads, After defeating the master brain in the previous episode, Conrad and his allies are once again facing the morph species, threatening all civilizations, adding insult to injury, so you know, not just threatening all uh, um, species, Steve. They're adding insult to injury here. Conrad's best friend Ian is being kidnapped in front of him. Oh, no, another, poor Ian. <laughs> another dirty trick from the morphs. It will be up to you to find out who did it and their motivations. Um, as well as CSET, uh, other members of the game's development team have been brought back to work on the sequel, including game designer Thierry Peru and the composer of the Amiga soundtrack, Raphael Gescai. Much like its predecessor, the sequel also featured motion capture animations, which this time will be provided by Moon Knight stuntman Jamal Blissat. It will feature a number of locations from the first game, including the jungle and Neo Washington, but will also include new locations like Neo Tokyo and a space station. Um, the original flashback was released in 1992 and was critically acclaimed for its cutting-edge character animation and cutscenes. An updated version called Flashback Remastered Edition was released on Switch, PS4 and PC. Flashback 2 will be released in winter 2022 on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, S and PC. The Switch version will be released in 2023. Did that tell you everything you needed to know about that, Steve? It did. I think okay. the <laughs> flashback... The original from Ooh. 1992 is my earliest experience of pretending to like a game because it was cool. I agree I, with you. I agree mm, with you. Yep. 
I think that sort of sort of remains today. Like I think that Flashback was cool, right? Really beautiful, atmospherically ahead of its time. The way it treated video games as a medium as well. I, I think you know it's one of uh, a few, a handful of games at that point to see the potential of storytelling and the way we could take influences from cinema and just translate them directly. Um, And I definitely talked about it a lot at the time, about how great it was, as did the press. You were going, ooh, I played Flashback and you were smoking, weren't you, (laughs) (laughs) Gilmar? Yeah, uh, you know, and and it it continues even today to be a, a, a reference. But was it actually any fun to play was it just brutal death after brutal death, which you would eventually find a way through to the next screen where you would die and die again? Was it not just Dragon's Lair played out with, um, you know, slicker animation? Well, it never said any of that on the box, did it? But it I, didn't. But I do agree with you. I mean, I, I played... Um, was it the Switch version I played again recently? I certainly feel like I've played a version... Uh, perhaps it was on the Amiga Mini, um, but so it's just impossible to play. It's impossible. It's it's mm. a, it's the worst kind of trial and error, um, mm. pre-programmed movement controls. Uh, but it is cool. It is cool, and it does look good, and it's creepy, and it's brutal. But I guess uh, you can see. I would say that its closest analog these days is like a is like Limbo, perhaps, which also is a beautiful, beautiful game. You know, obviously drawing lots of influences from cinema, treats video games as a storytelling medium, full of uh, you know a number of instant brutal deaths that you can't avoid, and then you learn the next time through to do something else. Um, so it's like Limbo, which I also have very, very mixed feelings about, uh, but with worse controls. So, <laughs> there's a sequel coming. Is the to it. <laughs> no, I guess yeah. I, I am though, right? Because it's it's not going to be able to be what it was. Um, and if you can take those themes, some of that design and that feeling, and translate that into now, then uh, maybe you'll end up some with something that I like more than Limbo. Um, it's definitely, I think, cooler than Limbo. Well, we will wait and see what they do to it. The um, So the couple of uh, extra stories uh, that were mentioned in Summer Games Fest news and announcements. Uh, next year's Summer Games Fest will be an in-person event. Ten years mm. after its reveal, sci-fi game Routine has returned as an Xbox exclusive. So that was everything that was in Jeff Keighley's um, uh, Summer Games okay, Fest. Okay, so let's return to that penultimate story. Next year's Summer Game Fest will be an in-person event is presumably to undercut a return of E3. Is that the idea there? Is just to take it over or is that, have I misread this? You are very perspicacious, Steve, because that's exactly (laughs) what's happened this week. Um, Again, rolling into uh, the next news story. E3 owner, the Entertainment Software Association, has reiterated that it's planning to bring back the long-running game event in 2023. This year, for the second time in three years, there you go, uh, E3 was cancelled entirely with the ESA blaming ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19 and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees. Uh, Just a quick update on Diablo. You can customise your character. Um, The trade body, which represents the business and public affairs needs of the US video games industry, said in March that it was planning to bring back the show in 2023. And President Stanley Pierre Lewis reiterated that message in a Washington Post interview published on Tuesday. We're excited about coming back in 2023 with both a digital and in-person event, he said. As much as we love these digital events and as much as they reach people uh, and we want that global reach, we also know there's a really strong desire for people to convene to be able to connect in person and to see each other and talk about what makes games great. With E3 2022 cancelled, Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest 2022 will fill the gap. Uh, So there we go. So both of them are happening um, supposedly next year, Mm. Steve. Jeff is going head to head with the uh, the ESA. Um, Keighley Con. Well, some people have been calling it Key 3. (laughs) I saw a T-shirt, um, yeah. which I thought was quite funny. However, how have we let this happen? I don't quite know who nominated Jeff to be the face of video games. I think I do. It was him. Okay. And we were too polite to stop him. 
think he nominated himself and voted for himself. Okay. And you know, there aren't that many there aren't that many names in the video game industry, are there, of people who host, you know, are, are kind of at the center of a publicity drive for uh you know, there are there are a number of streamers and there are YouTubers and there are all kinds of people like that, but he has a kind of global appeal. Like people know who Keely are Keely is, he's been doing it for such a long time that uh, it makes sense for him to nominate himself and for everyone to go, yeah, yeah, we don't mind him doing that. Cool. We know who he is. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. I, I, I don't know that... Like, people have hated E3 for such a long time and it has been on its last legs for such a long time that this might be the the final thing for it surely well it will be interesting to see whether both do actually happen um Mm. video games chronicle were very complimentary about the small summer game fest in-person event that has been running um i think or maybe it just ran for one day um where uh press were able to get hands on with um some of the titles featured so um yeah maybe doing it in a smaller more more focused curated way um is one way of doing it. Uh, I do, I don't know. I mean, I haven't worked on um, anything uh, directly um, in any of these uh, Jeff-fronted video promotions, but I do hear that some of them can be quite expensive to take part in. And Mm. uh, I don't know, when there's so much going on, uh, people feel the need to take part. I, I wonder what sort of benefit there is in announcing so much over such a short period of time. I get that it's nice to recreate that 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 moment when you feel like the world is looking at games, but you know certainly without um, somewhere for the BBC to report from to stand outside. Mm. I think what we've not seen is um, much of the mainstream cutover. Whether that matters or not is. Um, another question, of course. Um, but yeah, a healthy mix of two. Everybody playing nicely and everybody able to take part. That would be my desire. Okay, if you could just maybe that, maybe E three because E three obviously is open to the public for at least the last you know I don't know decade or whatever it's been. Um, and maybe that's the way this goes. That uh, Summer Games Fest becomes a a kind of press event, smaller scale for uh, people attending. Uh, but larger scale for new announcements and E3 becomes a full pylon Gamescom type thing uh, which can draw in the the, the uh, you know the BBC and, and the mainstream press as this is the event that's happening I don't know um, what, what I, can I won't tell be going you, to either <laughs> what I can tell you is that uh, these digital events won't offer me the opportunity for example to stand next to Michael Jackson or get reasonably close to Steven Spielberg or to work with Gillian Anderson um, all the things that E3 has enabled me to do in the past I don't think it's enabled me to do anything what? Um, so you're happy to see its demise? Got me thrown out of the Figueroa Hotel once. <laughs> don't, know, don't know that that's really an honourable claim. I can't. I genuinely can't think of anything as any oh. positive experience it's facilitated. Uh, I don't know. Uh, okay, cool. Right, uh, update. The man, the man who made uh, Limbo has announced a new game. Uh, looks like, <laughs> looks like it's <laughs> is a it flashback. Ball. Well, it's not actually. It looks like he's found colours. Um, uh, yeah, and it's an Xbox console exclusive. Aren't okay. there two men who made Limbo and didn't they? Oh, I not don't get know. On? Well, there a bit I of... mean, so I, you know, I'm obviously not 100 percent focused on this Xbox showcase, but it did say um, from one name who made mm. Limbo. This game is mm. called Cocoon. There we go. You you heard about it here first. And the only person I can say that to, Steve, is you. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, next story up, which wasn't featured, actually, surprisingly, as part of Jeff's Key 3. Uh, again, from VideoGamesChronicle.com. Saudi Arabia has purchased a $1 billion stake in Embracer Group, acquiring 8.1% of the company's shares. Following the deal's completion, the country's public investment fund, brackets PIF, through its subsidiary, Savvy Gaming Group, will be the second largest owner of Embracer Group shares. 
PIF is a sovereign wealth fund chaired by Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman and is reportedly central to his goal of making the Saudi economy less reliant on proceeds from oil. The Embracer deal is the latest in the line of investments in video games companies, which may raise concerns for some given Saudi Arabia's long-standing history of human rights abuses. The Crown Prince in particular has been accused of ordering the murder of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. In a statement, Embracer founder and group CEO Lars Wings4 said, Savvy Gaming Group's investment of $1 billion enables us to continue ex- executing our strategy proactively from a position of strength across the global gaming industry. I would hope so, Lars. I mean, $1 billion mm-hmm. would enable me to do almost anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he continues, Over the past few years, Saudi-based entities have become one of the most significant investors in the global gaming market, and the games market in uh, MENA is one of the large of the world's fastest growing, $5.7 billion in 2021 revenues, and more active gamers than either the US or Western Europe. The largest country in this market, by far, is Saudi Arabia. And having visited Saudi Arabia, I have seen the gaming community and the opportunities firsthand. Our relationship with Savvy Gaming Group will enable us to set up a regional hub in Saudi Arabia, from which we will be able to make investments across the MENA region, either organically, via partnerships, joint ventures, uh, or via acquisitions of... So I've just been distracted by Phil Spencer. He's a handsome man. Or via acquisitions (laughs) of companies led by strong entrepreneurs. There we go. Uh, One of the largest companies in gaming is now... uh, part owned by a country mm. and a country with or, a- or not a country because uh we've heard a lot about this those of us who follow uh football in the uk with the uh, same group's investment in newcastle and we've heard that it's not the country uh, and they're very separate entities uh the pif and saudi arabia uh and therefore we shouldn't be worried about the political implications uh i Imagine that statement from Embracer went through many, many drafts before it was released. It yes. seemed quite strategically uh, written, including the sentence early on, which basically said, look, everyone else is doing it. Well, like this, this is it. <laughs> so, know, they've um, been investing in games companies for ages, so if you get cross at us... There's lots of other people to get across that as well. Exactly. Look at Nintendo. They they uh, PIF own 5.01% stake in Nintendo. Look at SNK. They've done it, so it must be fine. Well, people got very angry at the SNK thing. Yeah. So I, I I didn't know about the Nintendo thing. That's super interesting. Yeah. But I, I I saw the um I saw when the SNK thing happened. There was a lot of people. I mean. Obviously, Twitter is a place where people generally go to get angry and do pylons, but there are a lot of people that are saying uh, this is personally difficult for them because they've been SNK fans for a very, very long time and they now feel conflicted about supporting them in the future. For Embracer, it's slightly different because while they are now one of the biggest players in video games, they do not have a history, really, do they? Uh, as Embracer, at least. No. Like, the parts that make up Embracer certainly do. They own but... a lot of things, don't they? Mm, yeah, but but Embracer Group, which is the parent company of lots of uh, companies that continue to uh, operate almost autonomously uh, and can probably get away without feeling the negative heat from uh, from any of this, I imagine. Yep, other companies in which the PIF has also uh, invested in Capcom, Nexon. They've also acquired $3 billion worth of stock in Activision Blizzard, Electronic Arts, and Take-Two. My words. It'll be us next, Steve. Be us next. (laughs) With any luck. What? Hideo Kojima is talking now. What, right now? Yep, in a completely new game that no one else has ever experienced before. This is a cultural moment. He's saying that Microsoft's cutting edge technology, the change in the industry trend, has now become possible to challenge himself to make this never before seen concept. It's, this is perfect radio. Listen to us react live. Uh, to so he was saying he wasn't challenged before. No, that's right. Here's some exciting news. Here we go, Steve. We'll look back on this moment. <laughs> Where were you? He's saying thank you. Thank you, Kojima-san. We're thrilled to have Kojima Productions working with our teams at Xbox Game Studios. Today, for the first time ever, we have focused on showing new games 
that you can play over the next 12 months. What? Today's oh. show celebrates <laughs> Hold on. Phil, <laughs> you've forgotten something. <laughs> what? I tell you what, I wouldn't like to go to bed with Phil Spencer. Can you imagine? You take his clothes off. I'm coming to the bedroom doing a little dance with a feather boa. <laughs> put, his, put his fingers to his lips. And then just go, no. Pleased to announce, I'm, exactly. I'm going to be working in this bedroom exactly. for the next 12 months. And then he's back out the door and talk about Game Pass. I'm not very happy about that with a pair of you. That's outrageous. Let's go to a proper news story, shall we? Uh, as discussed last week, uh, this uh, continues the story of Diablo Immortal. Uh, from VideoGamesChronicle.com. Diablo Immortal now has the worst Metacritic user score in the website's history. <laughs> the time of writing, the PC version of the free-to-play MMO has a user score of... What out of 10, Steve? Based on nearly 2,000 ratings. 2.4. Oh! 0.2! Out what? 0.2 out of 10. Blizzard's... I didn't know numbers went that low. Well, uh, but the implication, though, is that they go lower, isn't it? So this is a record yeah. that could be beaten. Um, Blizzard's previous lowest-rated game, its 2021 re-release of World of Warcraft, The Burning Crusade, received a 0.5 score for adding microtransactions and a much-criticised faction system. Uh, the iOS version of Diablo Immortal also has a user score of 0.5 on Metacritic. Diablo Immortal was released on June 2nd on iOS and Android and has an open beta on PC, but quickly saw a negative reception for its heavy focus on microtransactions. This so is- that's, that, that noise you just heard in the background, that yeah, was me looking up the score right now on the play market where it's 3.4 out of, uh, out of 5. Oh. Although scrolling down, I mostly see one-star reviews here. Uh, so it strikes me that this is some review bombing going on here. Looks that way, doesn't it? Um, uh, but it seems to be effective, assuming that people uh, pay attention to Metacritic scores when they are downloading a game. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, I mean, probably zero on on mobile, Yeah, I so, imagine. Yeah, that's what uh, I meant. Yeah, uh, but it also, like, I, I do imagine, conversely, there are a great number of people who see the score and then are like, oh, a pylon, I'm I'm in, uh, and then get, head straight to the, you know, uh, to the to the Play Store review place to write reviews. Uh, all of these essentially seem to say the same stuff. Um, which isn't to say that I, you know, well, I think we talked about this at length last week, that they... Uh, <laughs> do believe on one hand they have a point and on the other hand they absolutely don't final news story Steve uh, and actually coincidentally it's about Xbox Games Pass uh, Game Pass but um, uh, it's not about uh, anything that they're talking about on my TV now Todd Howard's on stage talking about Starfield I say stage it's a it's a, it's a CGI green screen platform I think where various Microsoft execs have popped up uh, Nathan Brown did an excellent Hit Points newsletter which discussed the sartorial choices of um, various <laughs> presenters in Jeff's uh, presentation, which I can highly recommend. No, this story instead, Steve, involves being able to play Xbox games on not Xboxes. Uh, Xbox Game Pass will finally come to Samsung TVs this month, Microsoft has announced. One year on from the features announcement, the Xbox app will launch on... Uh, 2022 Samsung Smart TVs in 27 countries on June the 30th, allowing users to play cloud games without a console. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members will also be able to access their games library using the app, while non-members will be able to play Fortnite for free. It doesn't say whether members will be able to play Fortnite, does it? Well, uh, they'll be paying members, aren't they? So they, yeah, they're the only ones to be able to play it for free. No good. Just checking your accuracy. Uh, videogameschronicle.com you're quite right Andy uh, users will be able to connect to Bluetooth enabled controllers such as the Xbox wireless controller DualSense or Amazon Luna Pad who's got those and also use a Bluetooth enabled headset in a pre-briefing supply to media outlets Microsoft said it was bringing the Xbox app to Samsung TV smart TVs first and intended to explore other TV partnerships in the future we are super excited by what this next step means for all you gamers out there it said in a statement with this rollout we're making it easier than ever to play the games on the devices you already own. Well, in my case, Microsoft, that's not true because I own an Xbox and I own a Samsung TV, but the Samsung t- TVs is foolishly from 2021. Um, so they're actually making it harder for me uh, to play uh, <laughs> on a TV I don't yet own. 
Uh, still, uh, nice thought, I guess. But uh, that's interesting. Anyway, so the new SSD, so you're going to be able to play um, uh, on TVs. Great. Uh, you can already play Xbox uh, on your phones, and that's obviously not an Xbox. Uh, but uh, if you're an Ultimate member, they're going to give you access to your purchased games in the cloud, which they've not done before. Previously, the only games that you could play were the ones that were in Game Pass. Now you will be able to buy and play games without an Xbox. That's super interesting. So that's a step beyond just providing this as a Netflix-like service uh, where you can play the things they want you to play and more just saying, yeah, for those people who don't care about you know, the fractional latency drop that you may be able to detect, you just don't need an Xbox anymore. No, right? so you will still need to be a member of the of the of the Netflix style um, subscription yeah, service. I, I get yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but... Just as a quick update, uh, Starfield looks incredible. Uh, I'm in. Okay. Uh, uh, just take my money now, please. Todd. What's Starfield? Uh, it's Skyrim in space. Okay, I'm in. Um, so yeah, um, I think we talked. Uh, I mean, I, I guess we first started talking maybe five years ago about about Microsoft. Rem- <laughs> moving away, it could have been longer, moving away from selling hardware and just onto Xbox as a brand and a platform for video games where they can take a cut of everything going through that portal. Um, And this, well, it seems like a step towards that. Do you think they'll ever come, uh, another step towards that, do you think that they'll ever come a day when, uh, when there is no Xbox at all? Do you think that will happen? No, uh, I don't. I think the option will always be there. And I think, you know, for those purists that do want it in 4K, 120 FPS, uh, which, mm-hmm. you know, I, certainly within our lifetime, Steve, I don't think we'll see being supported over streaming services. I think people will still want that. They, they will want to know that they'll be able to play uh, content, whether the internet is up or down. Ooh. Oh, Steve, I don't, want to, I don't want to do the show anymore. I want to watch videos of Starfield. That looks incredible. When's it out? Well, it'll be within the next 12 months, if we can believe what Microsoft said right at the very start. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there'll be announcements shortly. Oh, my goodness me. Skyrim and Space, Elements of Cyberpunk. Oh, yeah, I'm 100% in. Uh, that's all the news, Steve. All right. Thanks, Simon. One Life Left Video Game News with Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. That was a slightly extended news section uh, because Simon had a lot to talk about this week, including Starfield. Uh, We're a radio show, a video game radio show. We broadcast on Resonance FM in London, but we're also a podcast. You can find that at www.onelifeleft.com. On that website, you can also read the show notes. The show notes include links and commentary on today's episode. Uh, and they're put together by our under-caretaker, Phil. So thank you very much to him. Of course, he'll have next week off, won't he, Simon? He will. I'm not around. I am flying to Denmark on Thursday and then immediately going to Sweden. That's exciting. Why are you doing that? Uh, my sister is getting married. Uh, so 
I whizzed over to Stevenage Marks and Spencers, which, as you all know, Steve, being, you know, not from here, but certainly interested, I would hope, in my local region, uh, that Liam Gallagher recently described Stevenage M- uh, Marks and Spencers as outrageously good. And he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did, well, I don't understand the circumstances. Was this? He was. You have a. He was playing Nebworth, wasn't he? He, rates he was play, oh, playing okay. Nebworth. He had to pop over for a meal deal and some Percy pigs. <laughs> um, I popped over for a suit uh, because okay. you know lockdown's been tough on all of us, hasn't it? And uh, let's just say that these suits that I've owned previously st- struggling. I think I could have pulled one of them off. I wouldn't have been able mm-hmm. to sit down or do a button up. Um, but I bought uh, a suit for Marks and Spencers and, you know, I'm of the older persuasion, Steve. Let me tell you this. These ones have got a little bit of elastic in them. Have they? A little bit of elastic. So when the, so when the cheese board comes out, do they have cheese boards cheese. in Swedish weddings? I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll be able to ensure my comfort continues. I went to a Swedish wedding once. Oh, what, what should Genuinely, I Genuinely. What should I expect? The best wedding I've ever been to. Wow. Okay, what was so good about it? Um, we got on a canal boat, which went for, I don't know, about 40 minutes up a canal, stopped outside Alfred Noble's factory, um, and then we got out and made a little crescent of people around a boombox, and what I assume to be a member of the Swedish clergy popped out from the factory, basically said, in, I reckon, conservatively, probably less than 90 seconds, said, do you like him, (laughs) in Swedish, do you like her, done, played a bit of music on the boombox, everything's done, and then we went in and drank and danced for several hours. Uh, That was the end of it. It was fantastic. And then there were a lot of Finnish people there as well. Uh, And as the night went on, the discussions got quite heated between the Danes, the Swedes, and the Finnish. It was excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I hope that I, at the very least, get exactly that and some better things. Um, Zoom. <laughs> it, it was it was brilliant. You will have a good time, and I look forward to your repeat. I hope. Uh, your, your report is what I'm looking for. Talking of reports, um, I went to Finland for, um, for Marioki last week. How was that? It was really good. Uh, it was our first gig uh, for a company since lockdown. So we were flown out. We were actually booked a couple of years ago to play Housemark's 25th anniversary. So Housemark being the... Well, you introduced me to Housemark first. You introduced me to Ilari when we were over in Sweden. I did, uh, in the in the Twisting Tower. Yeah, that's right. And, and now, you know and now you're best friends with him and I'm not. <laughs> you would have been best friends with him as well if you'd been there yes, that night. Yes. Um, because we were over there uh, because you know Ilari uh, formed Housemark twenty five plus two years ago uh, because we weren't able to play there two years ago because of COVID. So it's twenty five plus two party and uh, they made Stardust, which I assume you reviewed for the one. I did on, that and Elf Mania. That was them as well. But they've gone on to make amazing games as well across. Multiple systems, uh, standout arcade smashes on PlayStation like Stardust and Resogun. And most recently, um, they made Returnal for the PS5, which has done brilliantly, and they've been bought by Sony. So this was a Sony party, as well as a Housemark party, and it was themed around the 90s. Okay. So they booked a Finnish uh, Eurohouse <laughs> act to open for Marioki. Uh, she's called Pandora. So she played some. She came runner-up in the in this year's Finnish Eurovision to select their entrant for Eurovision. Where did she uh, finish? So finish second. <laughs> oh, that was that was very good. Was it? I was thinking immediately as I was saying it, I was going to cut it out. <laughs> it was. You still can. <laughs> uh, clean start. So that was great, and uh, really, really enjoyed uh, watching her set. And then came on, did Marioki for uh, Summer House Mark, had a brilliant, brilliant time, went back to their office, didn't do Marioki there, although thought about setting it up, uh, had some more drinks, and then flew back the next morning. It was a fantastic time. Uh, it looks like we'll be doing Marioki this Friday as well in London, so please check the Marioki Twitter and uh, socials and join the Discord if you want to check that's happening. Join us, because uh, we'll have a gig in Peckham. Uh, on Friday night, uh, probably. But uh, come along if you fancy it. 
what will they what will people be able to what will people be able to do there if they get there and you're not there at loading mm, they'll they have a nice time drink, won't they drink delicious <laughs> drink delicious cocktails uh, and have a quieter time and there'll be <laughs> fewer of us yelling at you but i think it'll happen i think it will happen uh, we'll find out, I guess, in two weeks' time on One Life Left. Excellent. Uh, this Starfield video is still going, Steve, and I have to say, uh, I mean, with every second it, uh, that passes, I'm more in. I could, yeah, uh, I'm going to go and immediately start queuing up for it. <laughs> Should we do the letters? Let's do the letters. Okay, I am entering the mailbag section of the Discord right now. Ba ba ba. Well, uh, yes, I can see two there. Good news. I would quite like to pick up some of the discussion that I saw in the Discord actually, with a follow up from last week's show, where um, I apologised to uh, Jay Roan. Um, who, uh, whose name I mispronounced uh, many times last week. Um, I dropped him a note when I sent him the code because, yes, we fulfil our promises. Um, and I said, I'm really sorry for mispronouncing your name. He said, I haven't heard it yet. And I sent it to him on the Sunday. I went, no, it's not out yet, is it? So it's out on Monday, <laughs> Monday and then Wednesday, and then you'll hear it. Uh, and I said, how do you pronounce it? He, uh, he replied, I'll try to explain. J-Roan is like J from Jay-Z, and Roan is like the word bone, but with an R instead of a B. And my last, my last name, wait, I'll just send you a recording. Uh, <laughs> this is quite amusing, though. I picked J. Rowan Berkeley because I thought it would be easier than if I used my actual Dutch name. But I was wrong. I should have gone with John Smith. Yes, you should have done, but you wouldn't have got you on the show twice, would it? Uh, so thank you for that, J. Rowan. I think that's I, the I only... I can't tell you how many Finnish names I mangled on stage at Marioki the other night. It was mortifying they ended up having to station someone at the front of the stage to take the cards and read them out for me um it's difficult it's, it's very very difficult being uh british isn't it i mean specifically now because of brexit yep while we're on the subject mm -hmm. so i arrived in finland and there was a mortifying queue right and there were there was a very very long queue and then on the right there were the automatic gates which said EU citizens early. Mm. Uh, sorry, EU citizens only. Would you have chanced it? Uh, I wouldn't have done, no. No, I I didn't. Well, you see, you don't mess around at places like that, do you? No, but you would have got away. You could have said, oh, sorry, I forgot that my country's an idiot. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, you, would, you wouldn't have got in trouble for doing that. But I just worried that there would have been all kinds of sirens and just peals of laughter going off. Uh, Serves you right. Properly got interrogated at the border right. as well, as in, why are you here? Uh, you know, you're coming for a party. Can you show an invite? All of that. Oh of wow! Uh, like, yeah. How awful! Bleak. Absolutely bleak. Anyway, if any uh, anyone's li listening from Europe and wants to offer me a passport for your country, I'll do anything. Well, a little update for you, Steve. Uh, so, as we know, I'm lucky enough to have two dads. Uh, and my uh, my birth father uh, came down to see me today, um, and um, my, his father uh, was Irish, and he's just oh, my dad. My dad has just applied for his Irish passport, which he says will be arriving imminently. And once he's done that, he's going to send me the paperwork to become Irish. No. Yep. Goodbye. See you later, suckers. I'm out. I'm going to be European again. Ah. Oh. Uh, we can get married if you want, assuming that uh, you don't mind, you know, a partner who's just going to play Starfield all the time. I'm fine with that. That's in Europe. Great to me. <laughs> in Europe, yeah. <sighs> okay, fine. All right, we do have some letters. Okay. As well. um, so, uh, Lazcam Lawrence writes this. Dear team, just wanted to let you know that you have won my personal video game podcast, Royal Rumble. 10 to 15 years ago, I was listening to at least 10 weekly gaming shows. As presenters I had an affinity with moved away, or I simply grew out of them, different shows got dropped from my feed. For the last couple of years, it's been down to you guys and the giant bomb cast. Ooh! With, with Jeff Gersman moving on from Giant Bomb, I have decided to drop them. That makes you the winners. Congratulations. When I meet you in person, if that ever happens, I will definitely buy you a chicken dinner. Only fair given the hours of amusement you have provided. Love the show. 
Lawrence. Oh, Lawrence, thank you very much. Sorry, thank Jeff. Thank you very much. Sorry, Jeff. But unfortunately, the problem with Discord, right, is that it is a two-way medium where other people can join in as well. And then immediately after that, tr- uh, 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 One Life Left Discord user Morgizi says, Jeff Gersman started a new podcast, I think. Oh no, have we un one? So, I think we might have un one by oh. then. So. Oh well, I, I guess it was nice to have briefly have won. It was for a moment. Okay, Weasel Spoon follows up with Hello team, hello SSG. I've been thrifting recently and I've started playing FIFA Bingo, where you try to spot as many different years as possible at, for example, a car boot sale. What other cheap old games do you find everywhere that could go on the card? Pip Pip Robert. Before you answer that, Simon, I've got something to say about FIFA. Yes. Um, I saw FIFA was on sale on Steam yeah. for three quid. Was it? You got it for three quid, did you? So, is that typical at this point in the cycle? Or is this a massive neg to the FIFA name? Are they actually going, yeah, we're done with this? Um, you know, no, cheap. Uh, I believe, well, I paid seven ninety nine for it, Steve. And so I believe mm. um, there were certain accounts that were being offered it as a little bit cheaper. So that disappoints. Yeah. I'm, so I'm disappointed in you, EA. Uh, no, I, but we're, we're beginning to see, and this is pioneered by 2K, um, annual sports series um, when they're sort of ten months out get slashed to absolute dirt cheap. You know, I own three versions of the basketball game. I don't understand how to play basketball. Whenever I try to play a, a computer version of it, I keep getting fouled because I don't know what's happening. I own three mm. versions of it because it's been about four pounds. I'm like, oh yeah, this would be really good to have one day. Um, and with FIFA, um, yeah, I, I got it. Uh, I saw the discount just before I got the Steam Deck. And so I'm like, eight quid to have, you know, like a proper version of FIFA uh, on your uh, in your hands. Uh, so yeah, so I, I I got it, and I've started a career, a solo career, where I'm playing just a Charlie Austin, so I can see his beautiful face every time he scores. Um, is it going to be called FIFA next year? I think. Like, is I the think one there's one more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. But, I'm really glad about that because I like it would have. Been, it's just going to be nice to see Stockport in. Right. Oh, FIFA. right. Right. Well, like. interestingly, so. Um, Clubs pay, uh, uh, so Stockport's sponsorship will be worth more because they're in FIFA now. Mm. Uh, like I've, I've known of a few local clubs that have been specifically interested because of the FIFA opportunities. Stevenage did something brilliant a few years ago with Burger King, where because you can have any player play in everybody else's uh, kit, you know, having Mo Salah playing in a Stevenage uh, Burger King shirt, uh, like like a, this compilation <laughs> of goals that that he was scoring was was uh, was was fantastic. Uh, so yeah, I think there I think there is one more. I hope that there is one more FIFA. And if there isn't, Steve, actually, I'll make one for you. Okay, thank you uh, very much. Right, we need to return to uh, Robert's question, which was, uh, what cheap games do we see at car boot sales? I don't go to car boot sales or, or, or thrift shops, charity shops. You, you wouldn't be seen dead in them, would you? <laughs> you know what you're like. I absolutely would. <laughs> I would love to spend an afternoon rummaging around trying to find these things. Well, funny uh, enough, I was chatting to um, someone selling secondhand computer and video games today. Uh, they had a number of uh, Game Boy hardware consoles. They had uh, lots of Game Boy Advance uh, games, PlayStation 3 and lots of games, um, a few FIFAs. I didn't count the years, though. That's a great game, though, Robert. Well done on that. Uh, the ones I got in conversation with him were the Game & Watch um, LCD handheld games. He had an orange Donkey Kong, which I had originally. And I just sort of said... And that's the one I borrowed from the guy in the that we talked to yeah, in hospital. Right. And I was having yeah, my appendix out. Yeah. Well, Steve, you could have bought, I could have bought that off a man this morning for £180. <sighs> I said, I really, should, I really shouldn't have thrown my one away, should I? Um, <laughs> he then showed me... Uh, he showed me his phone. He showed phone. me your initials on the back. Yeah, that's right. Um, he then showed me his phone and showed me some of the ones that were going on on eBay and then told me about everything else that he's got. He's got an original Sega cam- cabinet at his home. I almost went off with him until I was, <laughs> until I was reminded that you shouldn't do that with strangers. Does sound like he's got a nice, nice house, though. Um, so uh, I've not answered the question, but that is at least an answer. Any more? Mortal Kombat games. Okay. Like, there's always Mortal Kombat games in in uh, charity shops, secondhand shops. Loads of them in CEX. I think it's because 
everyone buys them thinking, yeah, I remember that, and then gets pretty sick of the, or bored at least, of the uh, gimmick uh, very, very quickly, and then it goes unplayed and then gets recycled. Good. Anything else? That's it. Thanks for your letters. letters. Yeah, thanks everyone. Uh, if you want to write to One Life Left, should remind people how to do that because we do need more letters. Uh, if you want to write to One Life Left, please email team at onelifeleft.com or drop something on our Discord. At Discord. <laughs> We're back. This is One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM and on your local podcast provider. Uh, we are a video game radio show, and all we've got left to do today, Simon, is the reviews. What have you been playing this week? So, I um, I went on my first train journey with uh, a Steam Deck. Oh, I'm a bit too of a bit too much of a goody two shoes, so I did work <laughs> there and back. Um, so yeah, but I'm looking forward to the flight. Uh, that's for sure. Although I did see that British Airways has booked my, uh, me next to my wife and my daughter, uh, which is a little bit annoying in terms of access access to the deck. Uh, the flight's two hours though, so you know maybe the sea, uh, the steam deck battery will last that long. Uh, but on the deck, um, I uh, having finished triumphantly uh, Final Fantasy VII Remastered. Apparently, there's some Final Fantasy VII news next week. Um, I moved on to another game I've been looking forward to, God of War, uh, which was Sony's big budget PS4 and PS5 game from a few years ago, which came out on PC, I think, earlier this year. Um, I hadn't realised that it was all one cut. Did you know this, Steve? So there are no. So it's so. You know, some films do like a four or five minutes uh, where there's no cuts and everybody, all the actors mm. are in play and it's all very clever. So this is the gaming version of that, apart from the fact that it's not four or five minutes. It will be, I don't know, 20 hours or however long it will take you to finish the game. I won't know because I've decided not to finish it. More on that later. But from a technical point of view, it's really impressive. So certainly like with their big set pieces, there are no camera cuts. The camera starts with you it might you know go from you to the boy and back again but even on the big bits when you're getting punched through a house um Mm. still all in one and you know normally there are sort of secret bits where games hide the fact that they're that they're loading and and this is still doing that although it's doing it in a much more discreet way so from that point of view super impressive uh from the other points of view less so I, i i i'm 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 afraid that for me um, who you know? I think I'm becoming even increasingly less tolerant of systems and trees and stuff. Um, it throw it throws so much at you, um, and didn't particularly explain them well in terms of armor you can craft, enhance, and upgrade with medallions and all these skills that you can choose and all the rest of it. Combine so combined with already getting a sense of uh, sort of not fully grasping what's going on with. Uh, a combat system that has got a really appall... I, you know, at the very least, these days, we should expect a functional uh, lock-on camera in 3D uh, fighting games. And I just really struggled with God of Wars to the extent that, uh, you know, I'm playing it on normal, right? You know, I'm, no, I'm not a filthy casual, Steve, but, you know, I want some challenge. I, I just kept getting uh, killed by these dark elves. Um, and I thought, oh... Like, you know, what's this? Is this a third of the way in? So it's only going to get harder. And Dark Elves are the worst things to be killed by. Aren't they? Is this like just a... It's like being bullied by an emo goth at school. Well, exactly. Like, it's not a good look. No. So, I... I uninstalled it, Steve. I thought, you know, I like, you know, what the Steam Deck has done is it's given me the opportunity to dip in and out of PC games in ways I've not been able to before. Why waste time when you're not having a good time? Mm. Uh, so that's what I did. So that's uninstalled now, and I'm I'm back now on Deathloop. What I'm so the the, the problem with revisiting these games is that uh, because you know I don't remember what I did last week, let alone <laughs> three or four months or even a year ago in a game. I'm, I'm having to start them all from the beginning again. Which... But that's always been the the problem with these big video games. Mm. We've talked about this yeah. before as well. I'm sure. I mean, we've talked about everything. We've been doing this for 17 years. Uh, but the the <laughs> what these big games should do when you when they you start them again and 
it's evident you haven't played them for more than a week, which it can easily detect, is they should give you a summary. They should give you a summary of what's happened in the game so far, which is just like a previously on, and they should give you a very, very quick, you know, if you want a walkthrough of the controls again. If you get that, then you can drop straight back in, because otherwise, yeah, it keeps me from going back to stuff. I just can't be bothered to go through that reacclimatization. I definitely don't want to start again. again. Well, I am. I'm still not as far ahead as I was before, but but I am am enjoying it again. So uh, looking forward to getting cracking on with that. But in the meantime, uh, 7 out of 10. I did download, I I bought that game uh, that you mentioned last week. And and you you, you were right. Do you know what? I, I, I enjoyed it for... 10 minutes and then I thought oh it's suddenly got it's getting really hard isn't it and I was just staring at a, a static screen and I thought nah yeah, nah. yeah I, that's what I did I, I mean genuinely the other night I think I must have looked at so I've been playing that uh, still Insights is the game and it's three quid and it's exactly my sort of thing but at the moment my work life is is incredibly intense and for me it's really nice to just stare at a screen for an hour and a half and not do anything. That's essentially insight, is look at a puzzle, occasionally make some lines and have it say, no, of course that's not it, you idiot. And you go, oh, sorry, sorry. And you go back and try it again and eventually you'll get somewhere or you won't. There is a puzzle that I I can't solve and I'm at the stage where I'm like, it must be broken. I've I've looked at it for hours and hours and hours. Uh, I reckon I've unlocked maybe 60% of the board. Uh, there's still stuff I've not seen. I'll keep going back to it. It's just brilliant. Um, seven out of ten, obviously, for that. I, I so around that, I, I played Not Words. Have you heard of Not Words? I have heard of Not Words. I played it for a bit. Yeah. So this should be my sort of thing. Should really should be. So it's. Uh, I can't remember who it's by, but one of the people it's by is Zach Gage, whose work I'm, you know, such a huge fan of. Uh, and it has his polish to it in that it's clunky and nice and it's a puzzle game with a simple core and a beautiful repeatable loop. Um, Like all puzzle games, it's dependent on you falling in love with that puzzle dynamic. Uh, And this one is based on crosswords. You take chunks of crosswords uh, and it tells you that there are these five letters involved in this chunk but it could be any of those five letters on any square. You have to work out which five it is by looking at the next chunk and the next chunk and trying different things out. It got me in that kind of, oh, I'll just try another one, which is a very puzzle gamey thing. But I never really, really enjoyed it. Like it, I found it quite hard work. And I think something about it didn't quite fit with my brain. I, I know so many people who are in love with it. And I would encourage everyone to play it because it's really, really simple and cute. And you'll know quite quickly uh, if it is your sort of thing. I, you know, for example, recommended it to my mum the other day who loves these sorts of games as well. Uh, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't top tier Zach Gage for me. Sorry, I've forgotten the name of the other person. I feel awful about that. Uh, what was the other thing I played this week? Oh, uh, Grapple Dog. Oh, yeah. Have you heard of Grapple yeah, Dog? Yeah, we've, we've, we've featured it on the, sh- on the show, Steve. Have we? Yes. Okay, good. Have I talked about it on the no, show? No, I did. Okay. Um, really chunky, um, beautifully executed platform game. You can tell, which isn't always the case with, with platform games, I find especially platform games that I play on PC, you can tell that the person understands, or the team understand and have a love for platform games. Uh, the reason I say person is the first, my first encounter with Grapple Dog, although possibly not because presumably you talked about it on the show, uh, was I saw a tweet about it which talked all about the juice involved in it, the th- way it causes impact, the way it m- makes everything feel good. And I loved that tweet. I thought it was completely correct. And on playing it, I felt all of that. Everything feels good and chunky in it. It's a really nice um, Super Mario World style platformer that orbits around using a grapple gun with a cute dog. Uh, I immediately skipped all of the cutscenes, which were too long and garbage, but the game itself is pure joy. 7 out of 10. Nice, there you go. At least we're consistent, Steve. Great minds thinking (laughs) alike, or at least minds thinking alike. Good. I think we're up against it now. We are up against it. Thank you, Simon. Cheers, Steve. 
Um, we've been One Life Left today. Uh, please like and subscribe and tell your friends right to the show and see us on the Discord. But until two weeks' time, because we're not back next week uh, for two weeks, uh, see you. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>